Hey kiddos, Jason here. Getting a little bit better about posting these. Uh, what you're about to listen to was recorded on October 15th. As I sit here talking into the microphone now, it is February 9th. I hope to get this posted later this evening. My original intent, what, what lit my fire recently to, to kind of get these out was I wanted to get them all out before Super Bowl Sunday, which, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, because for the last two years, uh, Gary's texted me either the day before the Super Bowl or early in the day of the Super Bowl saying, hey, you want to come up to New Jersey for a Super Bowl party, which I have done. And um, as it was approaching, I, I, I thought maybe uh, the Super Bowl party would happen and uh, he and I would get to sit down face to face and uh, have a little podcast time and maybe have a couple guests at the party there. Um, and as the days got closer and as the day of approached, I thought, okay, one of, one of two things has happened here. Either everyone's a bunch of pussies and they're not having uh, the Super Bowl party because of Rona, or um, or everyone hates me, uh, which is very possible. Uh, it it happens to me fairly frequently that I get invited over to kind of a friend of a friend's house, and then I, I do something ridiculous such that you know it gets passed back to that person eventually. Like, hey, uh, we don't want this Jason character here anymore. Uh, maybe someday we'll talk about some specific instances of that. As it turns out in this instance, everyone was a bunch of pussies. But anyway, about this episode, uh, we talk about some really topical sports stuff. Some some mid-80s uh, Mets, some 2015 Mets, uh, some early 2005, or some early 2000 um, uh, Phillies. And uh, we talk a lot about haunted houses in this one too. To include um, a haunted house that Gary was in. Blackout NYC. Oh, and let's not forget, we start the episode off with some topical video game talk. So on with the episode. So Dragon's Lair, yeah, I loved that game. It's the first video game I can remember that was 50 cents oh, instead of a quarter. Yeah. And um, that was all operated on DVD. I don't know if you know that. It was like not a DVD, uh, uh, laser disc laser disc so it was a laser disc player essentially did you ever advance like past any of the trials in the game yeah i was pretty good at it um i could play for i don't know 10 15 really i never understood how you did it yeah you just wasted a lot of money on it damn all right yeah that i remember because the graphics were amazing in that compared to everything oh yeah it was just it was a cartoon cartoon it was just a regular crt tv and it had uh, a laser display, and even on your DVD player, you know, when when those first came out, you know, how you could just skip from scene to scene. Yeah. So it's basically just that. It was just if you hit the joystick at the precise moment or hit the button at the precise moment in the correct direction, um, it would go to the next scene in the in the cartoon. Okay. If you if you missed it, it would go to the one of the death scenes in the cartoon. All right, uh, and that was that was basically it. I am watching an interesting documentary right now. And of course, I don't know why I bring it up because I forget the name of the documentary. But is it? I know what it's called. What is it? I know. I, if I know you in documentaries, I know exactly which documentary you're watching right what now. What is it? Cobra Kai. I, <laughs> I will not be watching that at all. Okay. Continue. Uh, no, it's like a video game documentary about how the, how the history of it and you know went from like these like asteroids and stuff like that all the way to modern day games. It's kind of interesting. You know, I started watching that. I think did you? Yeah, I lost interest with it. I watched um, a while ago uh, King of Kong, Fistful of okay. Fistful of Quarters, 
It was about uh, a guy that tried to beat the, I think Weeby was his name. He tried to beat the, the King Kong, the Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong world record. Yeah. And then there was another one I tried to watch, which was um, Chasing Ghosts. Okay. And that one was just, that was about the kids in the 80s. And it was just interesting to me that these kids reached such a a, a peak in their life at such a young age and then, you know, never achieved anything close to that ever again. <laughs> By the way, do you know how, do you know how and why Pac-Man was invented? How and why? No. I learned this on some pizza. Someone was eating a pizza and they'd say one slice and they said, ah, oh, Pac-Man. Yeah. But, but there's a reason. I mean, why? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's true that, that, that's actually it. But why did anybody feel the need to create this game? Uh, why not? Well, uh, because back in the 70s, uh, when arcades were just starting up, and it was very, very popular in Japan, you could go into these arcades, and it was just rows and rows of dudes, boys, men, everywhere. And they're playing games like Asteroids, Space Invaders, and everything, but there were no women to be found. And the video game producers were like, there's this whole untapped market of women, and nobody is playing these games. Do women just not like video games? And they thought... Uh, okay, and, and this is according to the documentary. I'm not like making this up. Maybe they made it up, but this is what the documentary said, uh, that women, they didn't think, liked shooting games. They didn't want to just shoot and kill things all the time. They'd want something based on a different premise. And these guys got together in a boardroom. They're like, what What would women like to do? And they're like, oh, well, it, eating things seems friendly. Everybody likes to do that. And you know what women like? They love to eat stuff. eat stuff, I guess. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. They like to cook stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. They said, cook stuff <laughs> and uh, be in the be in the kitchen sweep. They like sweeping. sweeping. They like yeah, home. exactly. Literally eating. Uh, so and that that's how curling came about. It's totally it's a women's game. You just sweep all the time. Uh, but uh, they did this thing and where they th- thought, okay, let's just make this guy who looks like a pizza pie just eat stuff all the time, and it attracted a whole bunch of women. Women got into video games because of Pac Man. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, it wasn't because they like to cook. It, it could have been either or. I don't know, but I'm sure Burger Time is very popular as well. I loved Burger Time. What are you, a girl? Oh my god, I love. Actually, I like Bur- so I like Burger Time too. It's a great game. It was a great game. Yeah. Uh, you're not watching Cobra Kai, huh? No. Did I tell you why? No. Because I loved. I only heard about it recently. I've known about it for but a while. People tried to get me been to out, watch right? it. Yeah. I, you know, I like the original Karate Kid. You know, I like the original Karate Kid. The very first video we made was a Karate Kid video. So um, what I like about it is that it's so, it feels like so pure and innocent. It's this very simple story about this kid who was bullied and he overcomes it and he wins in the end. Cool, nice story, whatever. And I loved it as a kid. And the new one supposedly has a different twist on it where it turns out that uh, Johnny was the guy who was bullied all along. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not playing that. No, don't ruin that for me. I like the very simple story. There's a lot of other crazy complex shit that I'll watch, like The Boys or, you know, Rick and Morty and, you know, stuff that doesn't have like a clear good guy and a bad guy. And, and I'm all down with that. But I wanted to preserve this one thing in my childhood where there's a clear good guy, there's a clear bad guy, and I don't want to mess with it. So, no, I will not be watching Cobra Kai. I had no idea that's what it was about. Yeah. That's like a stupid... That was a, a, a one-line joke in How I Met Your Mother. The Neil Patrick Harris character, Barney Stinson, they were talking about Karate Kid. It's like, oh, I love that movie. Johnny was so great. <laughs> They're like, uh, Johnny was not the, the, the main character, the hero of that movie. He goes, what are you talking about? Of course he was. They're like, no, it was Daniel LaRusso. He's like, what? Why would, why would I root for this whiny little bitch? <laughs> or something. 
something to that effect. And there it was, oh, like, okay, that's funny. That's a that's humorous take. But I didn't know that now they've made a, a whole series based on that premise. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, they make it all like complex now or through shades of gray. All my life has shades of gray. Everything on TV has shades of gray. And there's a lot of good stuff on TV. And I appreciate the complexity. But this one, I just wanted to keep simple and pure. So the Karate Kid stays the Karate Kid for me. So I will not be watching Cobra Kai. So is it that Daniel bullied him? Or? Uh, I don't know. All I know is if they claim that Johnny was the one who was bullied. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I, you lost me with that right off the bat. I probably wasn't going to watch it anyway, but yeah. So as far as you're concerned, there was only one Karate Kid, period, right? Well, it's Ralph Macchio and Hilary Swank. Oh, uh, ooh. <laughs> I think I've actually seen parts of that movie. I've never seen it. Karate Kid Part 2 is the one with Hilary Swank? No, no. Uh, it was Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 are all Ralph Macchio. Hilary Swank is the uh, next Karate Kid. Oh, what if they just named it Karate Kid 2 with no explanation whatsoever? <laughs> like, oh, I guess he got a sex change. Wow, he was transitioning. Who knew? <laughs> and then there's it's quite the, a transformation. Then there's like the Karate Kid... The one with Jaden Jaden Smith, he was the Karate Kid, in like the new one. But doesn't he yeah. learn Kung Fu, or does he learn Karate? I don't know. I, don't I know, know Jackie Chan's in it. All right, and I love Jackie Chan. All right, I have no idea what he learns. So, um, is this is this the show where we start using our nicknames that uh, Mike gave us? I, Air Force I, Mike I, gave us. Yeah, I forget what the nicknames were. I, I glanced at the email. I didn't care enough to remember. He was very kind with the nicknames. Okay, what's, what's uh, my nickname? You're, you're G Man. G Man. Air Force Mike, I appreciate your kindness, but it's okay if you want to do a little bit better than that. You know, I'm the contract. You're the contract. All right, all right. I mean, I, maybe I should take it as an insult. Am I just so bland that all you can come up with is just put my first letter next to man, and that's my name? Ugh, God, I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't know that we're deserving of nicknames. We're probably not. No, we're, we're definitely not. What am I now? Now I'm like a suburban dad. I'm going to be a suburban dad in like a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm not concerned. At least with Air Force name. Mike, we took his job yeah. and his name exactly. or a job that he had. No, at one no, point he's, he's completely defined by the Air Force. And his name. We should do that with you. You should be actor Gary or what's a shitty job you had? I'll be movie theater Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Tour guide Gary. Tour guide Gary. All right, tour guide Gary. Now you got to be G Man. G Man. All right, I'll be G Man. Uh, but I'm going to give you a second chance, Air Force Mike. You come up with something better for me. I'll totally do the next episode. And one other thing we got on Twitter is our poll. It's closed. It was a dead heat. It was a tie. It was a two way tie for our guests between Air Force Mike and uh, the Under the Beltway Girls. So we'll have to get both of them. We'll have to at least try to get the Under the Beltway Girls. I think we got. I think we got Air Force Mike in the bag. Are the are the under the Beltway girls gone? Their podcast gone. I, I'm assuming they're alive still. <laughs> they're no longer with us. I'm assuming they're alive. Okay, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, know. the Rona could have got them. Could have a car, Rona, lightning. They're, they they were DC based before, yeah. and uh, DC is on high high lockdown, right? So yeah. Plus, it's ground zero with Trump having had it. Yeah. So you never know what happens in DC. They, they could have. Could have committed suicide. They could have, quote unquote, committed suicide. There's lots of things, you know? Yeah. Anything. Who was that? <laughs> I know. I can't remember who that was. Um, anyway. Um, so, okay. How do I get to this? This is roundabout. We went to. We have. We went to. We have no listeners, by the way. You don't need to worry about a segue. Continue. <laughs> 
It's not a segue, <laughs> but I, I was not worried about a segue. I was just worried, like, what well, I would tell this first or tell this All first right. or backtrack to it. Um, I'll go completely, uh, completely just in order. Okay. But I have to jump back quite a few years to do this in order. Okay. Uh, when did the Mets last go to the World Series? 2015. 2015. Okay. And you went to the World Series game. I went to one of the games. That is correct. One of the games. The ones were, I believe it was the one where they were shut out, right? Uh, eliminated? No, uh, no, that was game five. I went to game four. You went to game four. Which they also okay. lost. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so no hope followed by no hope. You were at the, I don't know which it's better to, it's probably be better at the one you were at, right? I don't know. I, I don't God. know. I wanted to go. Anyway. I wish I went to game three. It'll be a regret of my life because that was the one they won. But continue. I'll, I'll help you regret this less. Good. So if I'm not mistaken, that was Halloween night. Was it? I don't remember. Was it Halloween night? Mm. Ah, it should be. My, if, my memory I, sucks, dude. It was Halloween night or thereabouts. I'm pretty sure it was Halloween night. All right. the, the night that you went to the game. You invited me. You're like, hey, I, I got a lead for tickets. You want to go? They're 600 bucks, 600 bucks a ticket. And I thought about it a little bit, but two things held me back from doing it. One is a little expensive. <laughs> and two, I had other plans. All right. So my other plans were to go to King's Dominion, an amusement park in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, not quite all the way to Richmond for their fright fest okay a lot of amusement parks will decorate the park have haunted houses stuff like that um i know i heard universal studios does a pretty good job of it and so it's me and my old lady we went we took baby girl and one of her friends all right so this is 2015 and this was so this was uh five years ago so baby girl was 12 okay and we spent uh we spent uh a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> we got the fast pass right. for those stupid. So, so you go there and a lot of the rides are open. Most of the rides are open. And then it, in addition to that, they've converted the, the whole park into a Halloween wonderland, fright land. And then they've also built all these haunted houses, really extravagant, elaborate stuff. And I hate waiting in lines. So we pay to get in the park early to stay late to go on every single haunted house you can pay to get in the park then you can pay like individually for the haunted houses or you can pay a bundle package to go to all the haunted houses but then you gotta wait in lines then you can buy a pass to skip the lines for the haunted houses then you could buy another pass to skip the lines for the rides we bought everything all right we get there the, the girls are having a good time then we decided to go on the first haunted house we they are in line or so the 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 line we have the, the the skip the line pass so you have to wait outside for like two minutes while while they get you in so we're out there two minutes and they're talking a big game we get two feet inside the door of this place and both of them baby girl and her friend lose their fucking shit they were lunatics oh my god daddy daddy i can't do daddy oh my god daddy oh my god they're gonna kill me i can't do this <laughs> Nice. And all I, all, I'm just like, ching, 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 ching. Oh. All I can hear is like just money just going out of my wallet. Oh. So we get them through that one. I'm thinking, let's just power through this and then they'll be fine, right? Yeah. Just, just cure them with exposure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get them through this and they'll be fine. We're out. We're out of it now. It's completely dark. The park's dark now. And um, so now there's just ghouls and goblins just running around the park. 
they're oh my god, I can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. They'll come up, they'll jump out of bushes and scare the shit out of you and stuff. So they sell these these no no boo necklaces or no scare necklaces or something like that. So it's, it's a light up gr- orange pumpkin. All right. That you wear as a necklace. And if you have this on, all the ghouls and goblins just treat you like you're invisible. All right. Even if you're in one of the haunted houses. Okay. So you're just bright. You're brightly lit up, right? They know to avoid yeah. you. Um, so they just treat you like you're invisible. Okay. They get these ne- – they're like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to pay us money for us to scare you. And if you no longer want us to do that, you have to pay us more money to not scare you. Yes. Okay. Just, just check so I buy these things, and they're still losing their shit. They're out of their fucking minds. Oh, my God. We can't. So I'm here. I'm sitting here thinking when we got out of the haunted house, okay, it's going to be fine. We can just, we have this the fast passes for the rides. We can just go on the rides. Everything will be fine. No, they just want to leave the park. That's all they want to do. <laughs> so I end up giving away all my fast passes oh. to somebody and leaving the park. And I got one of the stupid speeding camera tickets in D.C. on the oh. way there. For like 150 bucks. So that night cost me roughly 600 bucks anyway. And it it was miserable. So you should have just come up and gone to the game with me. That's that's all I could think on my way home. Like I should have just gone to the game with Gary. I should have, I should have gone. I've never been to a world series game. I should have, I should have gone to the world series. So who did they play? Uh, They played the Royals. Uh. <laughs> yep, the Mets lost in the World Series to the Royals. Wow, so you got to see the Royals win a World Series game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, I don't think I've ever known a Royals fan. I haven't either. I've never, I don't think in my entire life I've ever seen somebody walk around with a blue and white KC hat, ever. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. I've been to a game in philadelphia where the phillies were it was the game that got them into the world series no hmm. it was the game that sent them to the world series no that can't be right hey take take a few minutes and think this through we'll all wait (laughs) okay It was the game that got them into the playoffs. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. And that was pretty exciting. Nice. And this this is how I remember it was the game that got them into the playoffs and not the game that got them into the World Series because never has the out-of-town scoreboard meant more than that oh, day. Oh, yeah. Right? The out-of-town scoreboard's always meaningless, right? Like, oh, it's it's there. It's information. Yeah. Usually. Go, oh, okay. Usually. End of season in right. sports, though, it'll, it could mean something. Right. Yeah. So this game in particular – not only did the Phillies have to win, but certain other teams had to mm-hmm. lose, and or there there might have been some scenario where they could lose, and but but anyway, they they did win that game, but also everyone was very keen on the out of town scoreboard mm-hmm. that that game, and I remember other teams had already started playing before our game started, and they brought two guys out of the field like they do at many many games to congratulate them for whatever their community service like hey everybody give joe and bob a round of applause for their work in the community picking up litter or something like that mm-hmm. and at that moment somebody that they needed to score they, that they needed to win scored a run oh nice 
and that showed up on the out of town scoreboard. So at that moment, place loose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And going, we're like, oh my god, I didn't know anybody cared. This is oh amazing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, I'm sure someone explained that Joe and Bob later, like totally burst yeah. their bubble. But for a minute and a half, they were on top of the of world. Of course. Yeah, they're not, they're not paying attention. Uh, there are two big incidents that I know for my sports fandom where the out of 10 scoreboard meant something. Actually, only one person, but one I saw on the internet that, that was really cool. So during um, the 1986 World Series, Game 7 got pushed to Monday night because of a rain out on Sunday night. The Monday night Mets-Red Sox World Series game happened to also coincide with I, the Giants' Monday night football game. So there were a bunch of people at Giants Stadium uh, who also had an interest in if the Mets were going to beat the Red Sox. And apparently, you know, the Mets were down 3 nothing and into the third, fourth, fifth inning, whatever. And then they, they tied it up. So they had the out-of-town scores up in Giants Stadium. You know, the fans could see while they're watching the Giants game. And apparently, when they showed that the Mets had tied it up, the stadium just went apeshit. And they all started chanting, let's go Mets. And it was so loud, the, the Giants had to stop the play. They had to take a timeout because they couldn't hear the call go- being run. So that was kind of cool. But if you want to see a really cool reaction, uh, you, you should check out this video that I've seen a few times of uh, soccer in England. They call it football. I'm sure you're familiar with that. What? Yeah, I know. It's weird. But there's these two teams that are very close to each other. There's Manchester United. You may have heard of them. And uh, Man City. And Manchester United is like the equivalent of the Yankees over in their oh, uh, soccer league. Okay. And Man- Everybody hates yeah. them. And Man City is kind of like you know, the poor stepbrother, they're like, they're like the Mets. Like they, they never win. They win like maybe once every 40 years, but Manchester United wins all the time. So the way they do it in England, there's no playoff. There's no Super Bowl of soccer. There's no World Series. That's just whichever team has the better record at the end of the year. That's declared the champion. There's no postseason. It's just all regular season. So, okay. uh, so it's all playoff. Yeah. So Man United, uh, I guess, won their game or whatever. And Man City was playing it in a different stadium with another team around the same time. And all that Man United needed to happen once they won their game was for Man City to either lose or tie. And then Man United walks away the victor of the year. So people are, Man United wins. You can see the people in the crowd. They're just kind of cheering and congratulating each other. The team's congratulating each other. This is like their 27th title. Like they win all the time. They're the Yankees. And in the Man City game, they are down 2-1 going into overtime, but they have a different word for it there. You get like three or four minutes of extra time because of penalties. And when you're down a goal going into overtime, there's no way you're going to win the game. You might be able to tie it, but you're not going to score two goals in like three or four minutes. You know, a soccer game goes like 90 minutes. You might score one, maybe two goals in the whole thing. Right. So, of course, they do this miracle thing. They score not once, they score twice. And the reaction in the Man United Stadium when it's put up on the scoreboard it just everybody just is shocked. They're just looking at each other. They just stop talking. And you can see like the players in the field, they're all high-fiving and cheering each other. And then one of them glides to the scoreboard. He has a look on his face like, what? What happened? And it just like, oh, what? I love it. Like somebody just shot his dog. And, you know, me being a Mets fan and, you know, kind of equating that to being the Yankees. I just, I love watching that little moment so much. I watch it again and again. It just makes me so happy. They just assume they had it wrapped up and then no. Do you hate Yankees fans? I don't know. I'm not as into baseball as I used to be. Like as a kid, if you asked me that, I would say yes. But at the end of the day, we're like, I'm not going to, I guess, make my entire emotional state based off of these multi-million dollar players. Like, I guess if you're a Yankee fan, have fun. I'm, I just grew up a Mets fan. And it is what it is. 
How did you end up a Mets fan? Um, when I was six years old, uh, a kid down the block from me, his father hired then Mets relief pitcher Roger McDowell to come pitch to us for his birthday. Wow. Yes. And uh, he Roger McDowell showed probably probably like seventy five dollars <laughs> back then. Yeah, Roger McDowell showed up. He signed autographs for everybody. We all got Mets do a top job T shirt sponsored by Top Job Dish Detergent, and then uh, we all took pictures with him. And we went down to the little baseball field in the park nearby, and Roger McDowell pitched to us. And from that moment, I was a Mets fan for life. Two years later, I watched him win the World Series, and that sealed the deal. That that was it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm okay with Yankees fans that live in New York that have some real connection, yes. real tie to the team. Yes. But if you're just somebody that lives in Oklahoma and you're a Yankees nah. fan because like you just want to root for the winner, I just I just want to not have controversy in my life. I just want to root for the winner all the fucking time. <laughs> Uh, okay. There, there is a uh, an amusing video along those lines from uh, the Kicker, which used to be kind of a comedy channel that specialized in sports comedy. They were the same production company of SNL, and there's a guy. It's, it's called like the world's worst sports fan. You should look it up. And he just talks about how, how his lifelong love of the Yankees and the Lakers and the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and how he you know, he had a certain moment in the '90s where. He wasn't as much a Lakers fan. He was kind of a Bulls fan between like 91 to 93. And then again from like 96 to 98 because he just happened to live in Chicago those times or knew somebody from Chicago. Uh, but in like 94, 95, he had a brief spurt where he was a Houston Rockets fan, you know, because they won in those two years. It, it's just – if he's like justifying it like all completely straight face. Like, you know, of course, just now it just happened to coincide with all these, you know, great things. Oh, uh, yeah. World's worst sports fan. Yeah, I hate that. In my uh, in my twenties, I went to Orioles game, and uh, it was Orioles versus Yankees. And I brought I brought two hats, and I would <laughs> I would change hats back and forth and cheer for whoever was doing well at the moment. I love it. People were so irritated. It bothered the Yankees fans more <laughs> in Oriole Park. That's great. I should totally do that at a game. So it's it's so weird. I hate going to Yankees games at Oriole Park because. I'm sure it's like that anywhere you go for the Yankees, right? Yeah. It's just 75% of the fans are Yankees fans. Like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So so I told all the Haunted House stuff to talk about. We went to a Haunted House this past weekend. Okay. In the middle of Rona land. All right. So it was just people roll. coughing on everybody? Was that was that the haunted part of it? That's what it was. That's what it was. You just stood and started <laughs> Nice. Like that. That was it. So it was 250 bucks for four people. So it was a bargain. God. I think you could have up to six in your group, but we were only four. So it was me, my lady, baby girl, and a friend of hers. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. So this time they were, uh, they were fine, though. They didn't get terrified and have to leave. Oh, good. But we went. It was in the middle of this field. Apparently, we've been to this particular one before, but this year with Rona, they're doing social distancing, and I got to say, I love it. Mm. You schedule an appointment. Oh, nice. You show up at your appointed time. You park your car. You go up. You stand. They have a circle for you. They have circles all over the place, like spray painted in the grass. Mm -hmm. Your group goes stand in the first available circle, Okay. and there's other people standing in the next circle, and other people standing in the next circle, but they're not on top of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And then somebody comes by and scans your tickets. Everyone's got to wear their masks. 
Then you go on in and uh, you go through the haunted house and they keep everyone spaced out. This this Rona is just getting better and better for me yeah. every day. You don't like people anyway, so this is great. I don't. This is like a win for me, man. <laughs> I don't have to shake hands. I don't have to hold doors. I don't have to wait in lines. I don't have to be near people. That's great. Oh my god, it's fantastic. You, just- I don't have to eat. I don't have to eat at Applebee's. Oh my god. <laughs> Applebee's sucks. Applebee's is the and, worst. and I'm not just saying that because I'm like, oh, I'm in New York and I'm so cultured and I don't eat at chain restaurants. No, there's chain restaurants that I like. I'll go to Outback Steakhouse. I mean, it's not as good as I remembered as a kid, but it's fine. I'll eat there. I'll eat at like TGI Fridays. I'll find something there. Applebee's food just sucks. It's a small little bland mess. It is not good. That I agree. I hate chain restaurants by and large. And um, I hate it because it's because it's so uh, sterile. It's just there's no character to it. I don't even care if it's good. I would rather eat a shitty hole in the wall restaurant and have a great story about horrible food and terrible service then eat at Applebee's one more Did time. Did you see that Key and Peele sketch where they eat at the soul food restaurant and they're each trying to one-up each other and how black they are? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to send you that. The guy's like, yeah, you got them uh, uh, hot links and grits. And he's like, oh, you know what? Mm, that sounds like what I used to have. But you know what? Can you just get me like a bowl of mosquitoes? Because that's... <laughs> it's just, they keep going. You know what? I, I, I need just... You know, scratch that order. Just get me a board of the rusty nail. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, it, it's good. You'd appreciate it. Uh, speaking of haunted houses, you know the haunted house that I used to perform in, right? Do you remember this? Yeah. Can you talk about yeah, that? I can, t- I can totally talk about it. It's called Blackout yeah. Haunted House. And uh, it's it's really effed up. It, they do it at a different location each year. I don't know if they're doing it this year. I doubt they are because of, you know, social distancing restrictions. But um, you, you can't go in with a group. You have to sign up by yourself. And go in by yourself. It's one person at a time. You have to sign a release form before you go in. And it's not your traditional haunted house. There's no ghosts or goblins or anything like that. It's none of that. It's all just kind of psychological warfare. So the one I did one time, there's like, there's a room where you're basically waterboarded. You know, they'll put the the thing over your face and put some water on it and everything. And, you know, it's weird. There's, There's the complete uh, blackout room, which is what it's made uh, named for. You'll go inside and you can't see a thing. But there is somebody in there with night vision goggles who can like walk around. Go ahead. You're going to say something? Do they actually waterboard you? I don't think it's is like as heavy as real or as real as like what's actually done. But it'll be like a little bit where you could might be frightened that they might actually do it for real and suffocate you. So I don't know if I know what waterboarding is. Um, I mean, I know what they show it as in movies and on TV and, you know, terrorist mm-hmm. movies when the terrorist or they – I'm sorry. The terrorist doesn't do it to us. We do it to the terrorists. Mm-hmm. When, we, <laughs> when we waterboard terrorists – uh, when we advancedly ter- terror, uh, advance interrogation, yeah. When we use our advanced interrogation, <clears throat> you lay them on their back, you strap them down or something yeah. like that. They're on their back, then you press a towel yeah. over their face, towel like this, cloth, and then and then put water and then on dump that. water on that by the gown. Yeah, but you're not doing it like that. That's not happening in the haunted house. They don't actually want to kill or choke people. But well, I'm looking at that going like I. This is not. I could do this. Oh, oh this no, is, this is no! Me. You freak out. Yeah, I, I could do this. Yeah, this bull. <laughs> I, I think I could do anything. Though. I know. I know you do. As far as like scared stuff goes. And in fairness to you, uh, I think there's a lot of things that you can do that other people would be afraid to do or wouldn't try. You told me about blackout before, and you're going to get to one part where I, where I know I would be out for sure. Mm-hmm. But in general, in haunted houses, I, I never get started. It doesn't surprise me. I never get startled. I think 
I think it's like near impossible to startle me. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's just not in me. Yeah. No, that doesn't surprise and, me at all. And I don't, when you get me, it's, it's big though. <laughs> like when I do get startled, I'm like, <laughs> but it's next to impossible to do. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You don't seem like the startling type. Um, so, so, uh, what was I going to say? The, um, but I always think about this, right? Like people in haunted houses, they, or in any kind of these scenarios, if you know, it's not real. Yeah. But dude, some of, some of this is real. Some, so for instance, like, right. That's why I started to ask, is the waterboarding real? To a degree, but it's not enough water where you're actually going to endanger anybody. It's like a few spritzes or whatever. So if you start dumping water on me, it starts to get real, right? Yeah. If if you if I'm in a haunted house and you point a gun at me, I go, oh okay, they're not going to shoot, shoot me yeah. with a they're going to shoot me the with a bullet in the yeah. head. So it's not so real. The thing about blackout so much is just psychological anticipation. It's not it, it's it's the idea of not being able to see what's happening to you. So there is a blackout room where you are standing there and there's a, a person in there, one of the staff with night vision goggles. I've done it. I've been the night vision guy, and the person just required to go in this room, stand in the middle. And they have no clue what happened to them. They could, and I'll I'll play with them. I'll just stand there quietly for like a minute, minute and a half, sometimes two minutes, and not do a single thing. And it's just letting them stand there, wonder what's going to happen next. And there's this constant noise that's fed into the house, so this like constant buzzing drone. So it's hard for them to hear anything else too. You're just getting uh, on uh, assaulted with this noise constantly, this low drone. And uh, you know, all I need to do in that room for a lot of people is just like maybe lightly graze the back of their ear or maybe touch the back of their leg or something. And I have a few tools implements with me, like, you know, uh, a metal pipe feather, whatever. And people will freak like that room. will get a lot of people because they don't know what's going to happen. Everybody. No, 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 no. Um, I'd say I get good reactions from like 60, 70% of the people there, but, but there is like a safe word, like, which is literally called safety. If you say safety, somebody will come and get you out of there. And uh, we, like maybe ten percent of the people don't make it through. They'll say safety before the end of the journey. Is it not negotiable at that point? Yeah, time? once you say safety, it's over. Like they'll they will they will escort you out, and and that's it. No, no, no I was just I was just no. testing. No, no, I don't want to no. leave. And the room I was in that I did most of the time the first year that I did it. Uh, do you remember this that I told you? Yeah, um, I'm. I also wouldn't do that. I, I am butt naked. So I'm in this side room in, in this disgusting bathroom where there's just broken stuff on the floor and crap on the walls. I don't think it's real crap, but, you know, whatever. And as people are walking through the hall, I kind of peek out the doors lately, see if somebody's near me. And as they get near me, I throw the door open, grab the person, and yank them back into this bathroom with me. And I am just butt naked. And I push them against the wall and I start saying all sorts of crazy things really up close to them. Though the, the baby's in the tub, but it's cold. You can't have it. Just all sorts of weird shit. And uh, then uh, I open the door. And I, I, I don't want to give away too much, but they have to yeah. they have to accomplish a task, a really gross task. And Just say. Just say what the one lady's reaction was. Oh, which which one? Because there's so many different reactions. I, I forget. You told me about a lady that like the, the instant she saw you, a naked man, she just like 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 very matter of factly said, "Oh, great." <laughs> I'm sure that happened. This? Yeah, I'm sure it. Did. Wait, there's more to it. Uh, I don't remember. There was so many different reactions. She, this you told me that she just goes. Oh, great. I knew somebody was going to piss on me. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, we do not actually piss on anybody. But like it was just fat, and she accepted it and kind of forgot about it in the back of her head, <laughs> but went into this knowing. Well, here like, we oh, go. Here someone's go. probably gonna piss on. Here me. comes the pee it's part. Ah, uh, great! <laughs> I knew somebody was gonna piss on me. But it's it's a lot of stuff like that. Like there, there's a. I don't want to get into all the details, but it, the the nice thing about it is the things that I've told you they do change many of the rooms from year to year. So there's usually like six or seven different rooms you have to go through. And usually the only thing that is consistent from year to year is the blackout room. But a lot of the other stuff changes. It'll be different, weird psychological stuff each time. And it's like 200 bucks to go through this I or something, right? that much. No, I think it was like blackout New York. Go to it. Go to it. Yeah. I think at its peak, like if you want to reserve it actually on Halloween, it's a hundred bucks per person. And like, it's a hoot. And like, yeah, and like Friday night before then, like it's like 60 or 70 bucks. But I think most nights are just 30 bucks a person, something like that. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. I thought, it was, I thought it was a lot more expensive nah. than that. Um, what was I going to say? The Oh, we went to a haunted house in Pittsburgh a couple years ago. And we come out, and this one was really, really submersive that they would, they would like chain you to a wall or chain you to a table or something like that. And at one point, they're like dragging you around, and they split you up and stuff. And they had taken me off someplace, and they had like chained me down to this this bed type thing, this table or something like a table. Mm-hmm. Really. It was hard. It wasn't didn't have a pillow and stuff. Oh heavens! So it was like a table. They chained me down like this. Anyway, we come out of this thing, and we're all talking about it and stuff. And I said, "Oh, we spent a lot of money for that. I can't believe it was so short." Like Jason, we were in there for hours. <laughs> Like, no. Did you just fall asleep on the table? I fell I fell asleep. Fuck you. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll just leave him here. Fuck this. What one left guy we gotta fuck with. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm probably not the first guy to fall asleep in the haunted house. No, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Hey, you know what? If you listen to our podcast for no other reason, you should listen for the simple fact that we turn you on to other great things, even though they may be very old. In this episode, there was mention of the uh, World's Worst Sports Fan. Uh, that video is okay. And uh, the Key and Peel uh, Soul Food sketch. We put links to both of those on our website at alreadyinprogress.com. Uh, you can find our Twitter handles there, too. And don't forget, you can leave me a voicemail at ha 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 13.